Welcome to Potadelphia. My name is Dave DiOrio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I'm joined by a guy who dupes every day after his first cup of coffee. What's up, Gene? Yeah, I mean, I really don't feel like I can take on the day without my daily dupe. Um, uh, my name is Gene Zelak. You can find me on Twitter at Producer Gene. You can find the show at Potadelphia, and I'm the first one to say that tonight, so I'm super psyched about it. And I am the unofficial Philadelphia Union good luck charm. So put me in bubble wrap. Make sure I'm protected because I'm key to this playoff run. Uh, I love it. I love it. So you were there for both playoff games. Which one was more exciting, Gene? Which one did you uh, did you do I your mean, like your patented like ah? They, more? they both. They were both great. I I think I had a little more fun at game two, partly because the stakes were higher, and um, I just happened to have a really great view of that first goal at the end of the half. It happened like literally right in front of me, um, and then. Uh, you just got to see sort of a masterclass in sports psychology in the, in the penalty kicks. Um, you could literally feel the energy shift after Andre Blake made that first save. There was, there was no hope for Nashville after that happened. It was, you could literally feel it in the air that, that they were just, they were just done. They, he was in everyone's head. Yeah. So let's, let's kind of go through, let's kind of go through this game because uh, by the time we got to this, we're going to go in like sort of reverse Sunday order. By the time we got to this game, we're coming off of an Eagles defeat uh, at the hands of the lowly New York Giants that basically, you know, kind of set back the the playoff timetable. So you're a little bit bummed and you're just hoping like Union, come on, like save our Sunday. Give us something to be excited about. Um, and, you know, and they go down one nothing. Right. And then uh, 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 Gazdog, who, like, that reminds me of, like, a German death metal band. Yeah. I think it's, it's sort of, like, Danzig-esque. So, he sort of looks like he played bass for one of those bands, too. <laughs> gets the equalizer. And then, mm-hmm. if, for me, the game gets weird because uh, uh, Curtin is forced to make an early substitution due to injury and bring right. in uh, Sergio Santos. And this guy just did not have a great day. No, no. And 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 just backing up a little bit to that to that goal. Remember this. this it was fairly late in in the first half. It was really like in the in the in the stoppage time. And again, my complaint from last week is in the stadium they don't they just stop it at forty five, and then you have to sort of set your own timer to have some idea right. of how much stoppage time is there. And we were uh, we had gone I think past what was shown that we were at the minimum. Um so there was a sort of sense that with that with that corner kick that this was their last chance, the union's last chance to sort of get equal before the half. Uh you really didn't want to come into the second half with Nashville sort of having time to regroup themselves and just park the bus because that was probably what they were going to do. They were just going to drop 10 guys and say, come on through. Uh, And in which case you're going to spend the entire second half chasing the game. Uh, They bring in Santos earlier. I think Santos was going to play 
Sure. I don't think that they intended to bring him in as early as that they did. Um, and Santos seemed to be able to get the jump on uh, and be in the right place uh, throughout, you know, the second half, really. But my God, could he not finish? Um, you know, and, and yeah, Jalen Rager was in the right place yesterday on Sunday, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know who had a worse day. I think Santos would have really become it would have been blatantly apparent had the union not come back to win, you know, had not won the game, um, mm. how bad of a day he really had. But there were at least four or five, maybe absolutely quality, stunningly quality goal chances that he just didn't put away. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to bury a guy who could have potentially had a hat trick in that game. Yeah. Um, you know, had he converted all of the opportunities that he was given, I mean, you have to, I mean, you have to be a disruptor to be put yourself to have put yourself in those situations. Right. But I mean, dear Lord, we're in the, the conference semifinals here. You have to put, you have to put one of those away at, at the very least, and you're not going to be afforded those opportunities um, on Sunday or, you know, hopefully the game after that. Um yeah, I mean so it was it's just like a really sort of, tough day, and then Curtin puts him into the the penalty kick uh, rotation, where just his bad day just continues. Yeah, it it was sort of I don't I don't know that I would have put him in that spot. Maybe Curtin's thought was, hopefully, just getting the feel of getting it into the net is going to carry over. Um, I know that there's something to be said with that with hockey players. Um, that sometimes you yeah, just, just kind of see you, the ball go in. Once you kind of get one in, you know, they seem to sort of come in bunches. Yeah, it's basketball too. You know, you got to see yeah, the ball go through. You got to see the, the ball go through the hoop. Um, yeah. Soccer, I think, is a sort of a different animal. You, you can have some of the greatest players in the world who never score. Um, they usually don't play forward, but, um, you know, Santos, in a lot of ways, from a pure you know, purist standpoint had still had a very good game, but, um, you know, in that spot, as far as it being the Eastern conference semifinals, you know, you need to be able to convert when you are afforded those sort of chances in that setting. You, you can't sort of li live on your laurels of, well, I, I caused a lot of havoc. I, I, I got a lot of chances. Right, right, right. I mean, soccer is the, the, the difference is that it, it's a game of lightning strikes game over. Um, I I didn't want to get the penalty kicks. Uh, I hate the idea of it sort of being a, um, a coin toss. I don't, you know, I felt like you don't want to, you, you lose your advantage of being what I thought the team that had the run of play for a lot longer of the game when you go to penalty kicks and you sort of go mano y mano. But, I think that one thing maybe that is going to carry over from this game is you're now going to have a goaltender who is going to have a real sense of confidence going into a penalty kick situation, uh, whether it's in the run of play or you get into a situation where you go to kicks again to decide the game. I would much rather have had the experience that Andre Blake had this week going forward than any other sort of situation he it truly was sort of a 
you know, I don't know how else to describe it other than like literally it's like his personality sort of in that bright orange sort of like just radiated across the stadium. You, you know, from a you know, I was on the as far on the opposite side of the uh, the stadium as you could be and he just made the goal look small. You could just sort of see the the, the guys as they came up to take those penalties sort of just I don't know where I'm going to put this that he's not going to be, you know, you could almost, right. I, I was unlike any other sort of live thing I had seen in sports where you could sort of, even from that distance, sort of almost see the interplay between the two combatants. It's, it was, I've, I've never seen one of those sorts of things live. I've seen them on TV where you've got sort of somebody else's commentary over your own thoughts. But in, in this sort of situation, so you were they were kicking they were kicking into the river end, right? Yeah, they were kicking basically at the sons of Ben and um, the well, which side. is what, what you want, mm -hmm. you know for sure what you want. Um, but I think that that's how it works is that you get to you get to you know there's a toss and you get to decide whether you want which end you want to kick at or if you want to go first. Okay. Okay. Um, so I guess Nashville elected to kick first. I think that's how it worked. Is Nashville picked to kick first and then? the union was like, well, then you're going to kick at the sons of Ben. Yeah. Well, the announcers were saying that it favors the team that, that kicks first, but if you stop that first kick, I mean, that definitely is a, is a momentum changer. I mean, like, look, Andre Blake is by far the best goaltender in the MLS. Like it's not, it's really not that close. And like, I felt comfortable going to penalty kicks. The thing about the union is, is there's not like, who's their best player, right? Like who's their best player. Like, from I a mean, goal, there, from a goal story, a lot of guys story, that are really good. Yeah, you yeah, know, I don't know that they don't have a star other than the goaltender. Yeah, there's no star. I mean, Shavilko. Uh, was real fun to watch. Montiero, uh, Santa. Like, who's the best Santos player? Like, I don't, to watch I don't too. know. Bedoya, like, I, so it comes down to like you're not going to have that guy that's just going to save you. You know, there's not like, oh, you know, so-and-so is going to step up in this game and like seize the moment and, you know, put the team on their back and win the game. Well, the, a goaltender did that in that game. And I've never seen a team go to penalty kicks and not make any of them. Right. That's the thing. I've never seen that either. Um, And then once he stopped, it's weird because it, it, like I was watching an analysis and it was like, well, he kind of caught the first one. Mm-hmm. Because it was just kind of like a bad, a bad attempt. Right. He actually legit stopped the second one. Right. And then everyone else was thinking, like, I got to be perfect. I got to be perfect. I got to go upper ninety. Right. They've uh, got to go. I've got to put it in a place where he physically can't get to. Right. And when and you which... when once he's in your head, and you're you're trying that hard, they were done. They like I said, they were they were they were toast. There was there was just no way they were going to be on the other side. You had the union players coming up and kicking confidently. You had the one guy, and I can't remember who did it, but they did like that sort of that toe drag fake where they oh, yes, they the come hard McLean. and then He's sort of Scranton's, pivot. You know, you sort of get the goalie moving. You know, and they say you know that to, it almost looks like cheating, but it's illegal. You're allowed to do that, but you know the great goaltenders they don't they don't bite on that. They don't they don't give you that. They don't give you that much information. But when you're down 2-0. Yeah. 
you know, or was that was it one zero at that point, and you, they missed the first one, uh, they had missed the second one, so yeah, whatever. Yeah, but one it, yeah, I, I was like, is that legal to do that? Well, I guess it is. Um, it is yeah, yeah. Oh, I looked the, it up as soon as I got home. It's it's within within the rules. Yeah, as long as you don't touch the ball. That's yeah, the, that's a that's an academy that's the thing. boy. You can sort of do whatever as long as you're behind that that invisible line and you don't touch the ball. Once you strike, once you touch the ball, then right, that's your that's your attempt. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that's a Union Academy product, right? Yeah. Um, Homegrown, as they say. Yeah, so super super great. Uh, first time making the Eastern Conference Finals uh, since since their inception. And uh, we're going to face the winner of this New England Revolution NYCFC game. Is there a score in that yet? There is a score, and it is one to one in the 87th minute. Wow! And both of those goals were scored within the first 10 minutes, and one of them was scored within the first one minute. Um, I mean, there so. there is there is a very real path right now where the MLS Championship has, like, the title game has to come through Philadelphia. Well, you need Real Real Salt Lake. Is that how it's pronounced? Or is yeah, you, it need, real? you need NYCFC it's not real Salt Lake to win, and then yeah. But yeah, if, if yeah, and then you'd have to you know, or you go to New England and win. Why is there it is, Real? I mean, there's a very real chance that, that that it's not held at like a neutral site. No. Philadelphia would have to travel to Kansas City, but not Real Salt Lake. Gene, why is it called Real? Um. I don't know, but that's like a, it's like a soccer thing though, because there's, there's yeah, like, like Real Madrid. Madrid. Right. Yeah. yeah. It must, it must mean like club or something. I'll look that up. To look it up. All right. Um, yeah. Very, the I mean, is, like, the I, honestly, I really about hope... the MLS that does sort of irritate me. And I think that they need to sort of have a naming convention. It should be, be either BFC or SC. You can't, you shouldn't have it both ways. Either we're saying football or we're saying soccer. Who does SC? I thought there was an SC at one point. Uh, maybe there isn't. Maybe they. Maybe I'm misspoken. But um, I know that there are other lower divisions that do use the SC instead of the FC. I'll look it up. Well, I'll get back. America. Uh, yeah. I mean, I honestly, I really hope NYCFC wins this game because. Um, well, one, like fuck Boston. Like I don't need any more of that nonsense in my life. Two, they play on a damn turf field, and it just looks like a miserable experience up there playing them. Well, do they play at Foxborough? Do they play in the same? I don't know. I was watching the game. It was Patriot? definitely not grass. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely some sort of synthetic. Well, and turf. you know where NYCFC plays, right? Well, they play the at Yankee Stadium, and this is something I learned talking to some of the season ticket holders. Uh, this is not something that I knew. And NYCFC they have the they have the plays on the winner. smallest allowable pitch. The way that it is configured, it is the oh. absolute smallest allowable dimensions for the pitch that you can possibly have. This affords them some advantage at home. Their home record is much much better than their away record. It's it's very lopsided. Um, it seems that mm. when they go away, they just do not adjust well to the larger dimensions. Um, and by the same note, teams coming in struggle with the 
smaller dimensions. I don't know why that is. It seems like it shouldn't be the case. You should be able to stay with them. I mean, the lines are the lines. Um, and especially within like the, um, you know, the scoring boxes, those are the same, but um, apparently it, it, it does this, the math bears out that NYCFC is, um, decidedly better at home than they are on the road. Well, that's interesting. I did I did not which know would that. bode well for the union since they would host the game. But they on. do have uh, NYC does have the uh, the 2021 Golden Boot winner uh, on their team. So you're either going to face the the Supporter Shield winner in in uh, in the Revolution, or you're going to face the Golden Boot winner at home. Well, it'll be interesting to see if the Revolution go out here if there's some discussion about not having such a layoff between the end of the season and when the president shield, you know, player uh, cup winner or whatever, the shield winner um, plays their playoff game, because this is the same thing that happened to the union. The union had basically mm -hmm. almost, almost three weeks off or two weeks off last year before they played their first playoff game. Um, right. And you're playing against a team that probably has got two wins under their belt. You know, they've already been playing in in this sort of, you know, and I, I think that there's something to be said that, you know, soccer has a, you know, momentum can within a within a run of a season and momentum within a game um, can play a huge. I would like to get that revenge, though, that revenge mm -hmm. from our our supporter shield playoff run when we, you know, just lost to the revolution like right away. Yeah. One -nil. yeah. Um, so that that would be a fun revenge game. Um, to go back up there and and do it to them, but it, you know, whatever. It's going to take a great effort, no matter what happens. Really good season uh, for the union. Yeah, I feel like they're sort of playing with house money right now. Uh, they seem to be playing sort of loose. Uh, they the they seem to be sort of cohesive. Um, they've got a lot of confidence. Um, really and that like win, that win fans. qualifies them for the kofefe cup right yeah i think it puts them back into international competition which is Sweet. great exposure for uh for those guys to have and that's after you know selling two players mm -hmm. off you know not really having a an elite superstar on the and that that's really what they're missing like if they could right. just go out and get like a big i don't know what a big name is so i don't know I can't even speculate. But well, if they can just get uh, like they've, a they've goal got that kid Aronson who I think is what 19. Um, and he started the first playoff game. Um, he's the brother of the other Aaron. Yeah, Aronson. but he's not like I, you know, international. He was a really known. he seemed like he, you know, he might he's not gonna be a superstar, but I think he's gonna be a really good player for this team. Okay. Great. So yeah, dupe, go union. <laughs> If you aren't already on board, there's plenty of room on the bandwagon. Um, they're going to have a game this weekend. Uh, if they're at home, I'm going to go. So don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If they're Good. at home, I'm definitely going. There's no way. Good for you. I would miss it. Um, Good for you. Go out, see yeah. Fang, the snake with arms and legs. Yeah, it makes no sense at it's all. It's spelled with a PH. Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. But the arms oh, and legs have... thing. I, I mean, fine, have legs, but like, I, you can have a mascot that doesn't have arms. You don't need arms. You have a bigger suit. Could be tall. I just don't know what you could do. You, I don't know what you could do with the. the I think snake. they should have a Ben. I think they should have, or maybe have a, a son of Ben. Maybe have a baby Ben. Maybe they should have a lightning bolt. 
I really think that Philly teams really miss the opportunity to have Ben Franklin as a mascot. Didn't the Sixers try that for a while? Well, they I think it was a, a, a no. We talked about it on the show, and they were doing their. Um, are we done talking about soccer now? Yeah, we we can okay. move forward. Um, they, we talked about it when they were doing their mascot. That was my costume for soccer. When they were doing the like, I thought it would have been badass to have like a really athletic guy dress up like Ben Franklin with the the high knee socks and the mm-hmm. belt and the buckle shoes and everything and the frilly shirt and everything. and he would just just dunk like just do like trampolines right. and you know. Yeah flips and dunks and stuff with the with the glasses on and the, the you know the the wig and everything and that just seems like such hat. a more nba-esque mascot you know not a blue dog i don't, I don't yeah it would have been badass the bunny was even worse but at least the bunny was ripped i'm i'm really want to make a movement like we got to get ben franklin as a as a mascot for one of these things. anyway i mean the union kind of do the thing with the lightning bolts and the keys and everything like mm-hmm. they they could there's not there's a window of opportunity for Ben Franklin I mean, the, to be in. I do appreciate the union really do embrace a lot of the historical Philadelphia iconography. They have mm. the you know the lightning bolt, the key, the sons of Ben is the the fan group. Um right. you know, and it's 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 also sort of fun that that group has been long in longer uh existence than the team itself. That that they've had you know this was a team that had a fan base before the team existed, which yeah, I really always cool. think is a very Philadelphia thing. <laughs> but yeah, we don't have we a love WNBA a, we love a boxer that what, never what existed. Hell? Yeah. How, what else do we need to do, WNBA, to prove that we can support anything? A WNBA team would be so awesome in Philly. I would love I, to have a WNBA team. It would be such like a fun night time. out. Anyway, all you right. Put it in Delaware. We'll, we'll have we have the space. Put it in Delaware. I'll I'll go support it. 20, 23 minutes into the show, the Eagles lose to the Giants in really one of the worst football games you'll ever 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 Just want hard. to watch. <laughs> I can't imagine being like a national fan and having to sit through a game like that. You wouldn't have. You would have. T- I, I know you wouldn't have, but like Red you know, Zone I don't know didn't even like check in on that game. Probably Red <laughs> Zone was like, "It's happening over there," but we're we're not. They're in the red zone, but trust me, you don't want to see it. Look, you're coming into the Meadowlands, uh, not the Meadowlands, MetLife Arena, MetLife Stadium, and you're facing a Giants team that's 30th against the Rush. You got to you think you're going to win the that team game. That was number one against the Rush. You got to think you're going to win that game. Uh, You've got Miles I mean, Sanders back. You really have no like to me. It's inexcusable to lose that game. It's just I get bad games happen, but you could have had a really bad game and still won that one. Right. That's the problem. Is they they didn't have just a bad game. They they just didn't even get off the bus. In fact, getting off the bus was their first mistake. They should like have just every. Stayed. Every single person on the the team was like, "Fuck this, let's lose this game." Yeah, I yeah, mean, it felt like they were actively trying to beat themselves. Jalen hurts three interceptions. Mm. Uh, In his best Boston Scott, I think I've ever seen. Boston Scott, a terrible fumble. The game plan. I mean, they ran the ball quite a bit. I mean, you really can't complain. You can't say yeah, like, I mean, oh, they, they got away from over 200, uh, 200 yards. The problem was 
why didn't they start that earlier when they maybe wouldn't have put themselves in a position to be down the way that they were? I don't understand why it took them to basically the second half of the second quarter or third quarter before they really started to commit to the run. Your strength is your offensive line and your running back core. That is the strength of your offense. Jalen Hurts is not a pass-first quarterback. I just think that we have to, like, I'm trying to, like, recalibrate. This is my third, like, Eagles recalibration from when we started the season. Well, see, and I was... in, in my case, it was a, you know, they were doing what I expected. I started to listen too much to the to the hype and believe that they were a lot worse than I had already expected. And then now I'm looking at it like, Christ, maybe they are that bad. Well, we've always tried to keep it in perspective. And we talked about the beginning of the season. We said, okay, they're better than six wins. They're like maybe a seven win, eight win team. They started out with a really tough stretch to start the season. I mean, a really tough schedule to start. I mean, the Eagles had the easiest schedule going into the season. Um, but a really tough stretch at the start of the season, playing elite level quarterbacks. Um and, week after week and it after showed, week. you know, and it showed. And plus, it was before the team themselves <laughs> watered the garden or whatever and found their yeah. identity and they the fertilized the plants and all that. Um, and honestly, it, it was more about the coach finally understanding the personnel that he had and yeah, how yeah. to best put his team and offense in a position to win. And, you know, when you're at practice and or whatever, it's the preseason, and yeah. you draw up these great plays that you think are just going to fool everybody, you know, or you think, you know, your, yeah. your owner is telling you from on high, I want 350 yards and three touchdowns passing right. every week because that's the kind of football that I like to watch. I mean, but you've got an offensive line that is built to crush. It's literally built to destroy teams in front of it. It's way more effective moving forward than moving backwards. All of the deficiencies in that offensive line are all in pass coverage. So you need to put them moving forward. There are these big mountains of dudes that just take pleasure in destroying the guys in front of them. And once you committed to doing that, you saw the results. Yeah. So we went, we went through that. Went through that tough stretch. They kind of got it figured out a little bit. And now it's the opposite. It's the opposite effect. Now it's saying, okay, these are teams that we should be beating, um, but you're still not good. So I think we said last week, you know, it's like, well, you're not going to run the table. You're not going to win all these games and then play Dallas. It's just not, the team is not built to say like, okay, we'll rip off six wins in a row even against inferior inferior opponents, that's just not going to happen. So, I mean, I didn't see it coming this week, though. You know, are are you uh, maybe the optimist view here is I would have rather I, I there's uh, something to be taken away when you when you've gotten your sort of pantsed this way <laughs> that the coach can sort of say we're not going to let that happen again. You've, you've all been embarrassed now. So you all need to commit 
to doing your job and 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 performing for the rest of the season. There is no longer any leeway. There's no no fudging. Nothing. If you want to have the kind of success that you want this season, that you or, want to be a playoff team, well, now the chips are in. The like or what though, in. Gene? Like or what? Like you're well, gonna play better nothing. or or what? Or nothing. I mean, you know, these are the sorts of things that you just, you know, the, that these guys need to motivate themselves. Um, we know that there's very little consequences to this season, to be honest. I don't think that the quarterback is in danger of losing his job. I don't think that the coach is in danger of losing his job. I, I don't think that there's going to be any major changes to that sort of dynamic. I'm starting to lean towards Jalen Hurts might not be the quarterback next year. What do you think the 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 alternate plan is? Well, draft, but oh, you think that the Eagles are going to use one of these three draft? Picks yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, Hurts may be the quarterback to start the season next year. I, you know, I don't know, but the reason why I'm saying that is I've been thinking more and more and more about this like run the ball offense, you know, which is great. I, lo- yeah. I love a run. I mean, we talked about how much I love a running game, but basically what we're saying is, is like the team is better when Jalen hurts, just hands off the ball. Right. Right. So is it like, you're such a great running team or is it, we need to keep the ball out of the hands of a quarterback that kind of can't do it. I don't, know if it's necessary that he can't do it i think that he's just more effective when you've got when he's playing against a, t- a defense that's committed to putting eight guys in the in the box that are bearing yeah, down but when it's running back when it's you gotta make a throw when it's you gotta make this happen i mean it and it maybe it's just not just jalen hurts maybe it's jalen hurts and the skill position receivers that that i'm talking about here it's like it, it, Jalen Hurts is just the first, the first number in that equation that at the end of it equals incomplete or equals interception or equals uh, failed attempt because it's you know Jalen Hurts plus okay and you call, cross out Devonte Smith because uh, the people are erasing him so it's like Jalen Hurts plus Jalen Rager Jalen Hurts plus. Quez Watkins, Watkins, Jalen Hurts plus JJ Ortega Whiteside, Jalen Hurts plus Dallas Goddard at times. This is just not working. Well, um, I mean, let's just plus in, in a, Greg Ward Jr. Right. What like where do you go? Like okay, so maybe Hurts isn't the problem, but the other half is the problem. But well, no matter what, it's the passing game that's the problem. And I think maybe to your point, if you if you sort of look at a in a in a in a vacuum in a bubble just at the final play on offense from from this week. So um, Nick Sirianni was asked specifically at the press conference to talk about the play design or the play call on that last play. Yeah, what did he say? He said, um, we, uh, we run a shallow, shallow cross play where Devontae was the first read on yep. the play. As a yep. matter of fact, on that play, it's Devontae as 1A, and you could call Dallas Goddard 1B. The defense that they played eliminated the 1B read of Dallas and put it on to Devontae. We didn't do a great job executing the route 
and uh, the root discipline out of that play with Devontae and Quez. But it turned into a scramble, and we got an open look. Jalen Hurts made a good throw. Like I said, we want to just be able to finish that play off. Again, no one wants to make that play more than Jalen Rager. It never comes down to one play. We put ourselves in that position where it came down to the last play, where I know all the eyes were on Jalen Rager. All the criticism will be on him. But this is the ultimate team game, and there are a lot of other things that led to thus coming down to that last play. Okay. One, I like that you call it root instead of route. Uh, Two, uh, God, I don't know. It's hard to, like, part of me is like, well, why are you throwing it to Rager? So is the, so he, so Sirianni saying, I didn't, I didn't call a play where it was designed to go to Rager. And then he's saying, and it's not Hertz's fault because the two primary receivers were erased. Well, what he's saying is, to some degree, but what he's also saying is that they erased Goddard, which meant the play really should have gone to Devontae Smith. But something in either there's a cross, like a crossing route in there, because he calls out Quez Watkins in that same sentence, where he says that the the, the route discipline between Quez and Devontae didn't open up. So either the timing was off that, Devontae Smith wasn't where he needed to be, and it resulted in it taking too much time. Know. Hertz was know. in a scramble. That's why I don't give a shit. You lost it. by you you lost by what did they lose by? Six points? Yeah. You lost by six points. You had four turnovers. That's why you lost the game. Fucking noise. All that shit yeah. is just noise. You had four turnovers. Like, look, dumbass. Dumbass. Why are you throwing the ball up for grabs with no time left at the end of the half when you're in the red zone? Why no, are you seriously there at least? No, seriously, dumbass. Why are you doing that? Because the score at that time was what? Three nothing. Yeah. I mean, you could have gone into the half tied. Which is essentially Nothing, nothing. Like, you know dude, what I mean? Like you you're, cannot you're walk down, away. You're down a field goal. That that is not a problem. But this is the thing that we were praising early in the season because we were coming off of like Carson Wentz, <sighs> and now having a quarterback that was being responsible, not playing hero ball, not trying to force stuff in at the wrong time, mm-hmm. not trying to make a play that wasn't there. You know, there was nothing available there. So why don't you just do the right thing, throw the ball away, and let us kick a field goal? Oh, because where would you be at the end of this game? You'd be kicking a field goal to tie it and send it into overtime. Exactly. At the very least. At the very least. After all of that crap that went down in that game. You're also now you're going into the, into halftime having just put points on the board instead of going in having giving up a turnover. There is something to be said for momentum. And the Giants there keeping us off the board from the this two. This is what I mean. Like it's like it's like it's getting it's getting worse, not better. The decision making's getting worse. Right. The decision making had been getting better. And for some reason, it's like they went into this game and they said, like What are the things that we're out. doing? Well, okay, let's not do any of those things and go back to doing the shit that got us into trouble. 
Defense and it doesn't make well. any sense. A tiger shouldn't change his stripes. Rocky Defense. beat Apollo because he kept going to the body. Well, he didn't get to the last round and start being like, I'm just going to start dog slugging him in the head. Stop it. <laughs> Do you watch the Stallone director's cut yet? No. Where is it available? Because I would, I want to watch it. I think it's out for, I think it got released like a few weeks ago. I can just go and pick it up at my local Best Buy. <laughs> what 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 is different about it? Is it just is it just the? Uh, just I don't the know. Play? I haven't seen it yet. I've seen some reviews online, but I haven't watched them because I don't want it. Yeah, to be spoiled. like good stuff. No, I mean I don't know. I don't want it to be spoiled for me. I don't. I, I mean maybe Drago wins. And the director cuts Soviet Union wins. I don't know. Maybe I need Maybe to. I don't, extra, I'm not. No. Why is that? Why it switched to Rambo director's cut? Did Did Stallone actually direct Rocky Four? I didn't know that. Well, it came out in November. So no, no, that's when the movie came out. Oh my god! All right, whatever. I can't get into this right now. Uh, you brought up Rocky, and it like totally, totally derailed me. What's the next Rocky movie that's going to come out? You think it's going to be Creed Three, baby? Are they doing Creed Three? Yeah, I think so. Is that confirmed? Yeah, this time they fight on Mars. <laughs> now Michael B. Jordan did say that he's he wants to do Creed Three. You have to fight the alien champion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Mars champion. <laughs> it's they, they team up. Yeah. It's Marvin the Martian. You have to box Marvin the Martian. <laughs> okay. Um I don't know. So, what do you uh, think so about who we got this week? Who Jets? J E T S. Jets. 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 So the Jets are better against the run than the the Giants are. Yep. But the the Jets have just a terrible quarterback situation, and the one thing that the Eagles feast on is bad quarterbacks. I don't know why they didn't feast on Daniel Jones. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Do you think that the Washington football team has any chance to win this division? No. No. They're in second place and in a playoff. I know where they I know where they are. Night. I mean the Cowboys are winning the division. Like stop, Gene. I mean if the, if the Cowboys they keep losing. They've lost 3 or 4. Well, they can't figure out how to win. I, they got problems. But this is the worst division of football, man. Like you okay. have a lot of problems and still win this division. Yeah. They have the they're, best quarterback. This is the worst in the division, division football and still better than last year somehow. They're the best quarterback in the division. They by a lot have, have the best two well, receivers the best in the division. In the division. What's that? They have the best offense in the division. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna win. They're gonna win. I mean, I'm not worried about look, what it is what it is. What are you gonna do? I mean, it would be funny if they didn't. Would you rather see the Redskins win than the Cowboys? Mm. Only because that means that Dallas has to go through some sort of epic collapse, which I will always enjoy. Sure. Um, uh, all right. I just, so what I just don't want this this Washington situation where they are a nameless team to continue. <laughs> I don't want them to think that if they keep winning divisions without we'll a name, that. <laughs> that they can just. That's always going to be my problem with them until they get a name. Uh, I don't want I'm coming to around. I'm coming around. They, a football they team. keep winning the division without a name that they should just continue. You need a name. What are those? Football uh, team is not a what, name. 
What are those things you give? You always see them at uh, those jars that just say like what they are. It's like yeah. it's like a it, it's like a, a specific. One of my people I work with told me she she loves them. So it's just like a white jar and it just says like coffee, and you put right. like coffee beans in it, or you have like a jar on your desk that says like pens and you just have pens in it like it just right. literally names the thing that it is or you have it's a like, jersey that just says jersey or a so hat it's like, that it's just like says hat football team yeah it's like that's what we are we're football team yeah we are football team i like it i don't know I mean, it's kind of growing on me like there's just the kind of simplicity of it it's like we're football team <laughs> i mean they could be the burgundy i don't care like football. call yourselves a no, color we have See, the Cleveland don't Browns. Them. You can be they're the Washington team. Burgundy. I don't we care. Football team. We're Washington Something. football team. They All should right. be the Warhogs because they have like a fan base that dresses up as female pigs. I don't know, man. I just the football team is where it's at. All right. I'm I'm down with football team. Uh okay. You want to talk about hot stove for a little bit before we wrap? Yes. Oh, well, wait, wait, hold on one second, this real might quick. Be the only chance we get if the if the labor <laughs> thing happens. I know it was just like three days left, two days left. Uh, real quick, Flyers did not play tonight. Yeah, because of COVID. Yeah, the Islanders had a COVID outbreak, so the game is postponed. How come when the Sixers have a COVID outbreak, or when the Flyers have a COVID outbreak, they're still expected to 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 play? But I don't know. This is what this outbreak, is like annoys me. This is what's annoying me. It's like you got an AHL affiliate. Call some people up and play the damn hockey game. Yeah, I this mean is... the I mean the Nationals had to play essentially a double A we... team for like two weeks. Have we gone over this before on this show? What this is? No. What is that? Oh, that's your it's your time for bed alarm. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's not what that is. <laughs> so every so when it's between Thanksgiving and. Uh, and Christmas, uh, this alarm goes off at ten o'clock every night because it's the oh um, time to time to make the move. Yeah, you got to move the elf on the shelf, um, and uh, that's so that's this goes going to go off every show basically. So do, do you're still moving the elf, huh? Well, I got a little one. The older I know, one. I, I guess I thought that you know he had he had come to the threshold and was of age. No, yeah. not the young. The older one has, but not the younger yeah. one. Yeah. Well, hey, God bless. Look, you gotta keep the you gotta keep the magic. You gotta keep the magic alive. Oh, Sarah. I wish I still believed. <laughs> Sarah that. knew. Sarah. Sarah remembers. Of course, Sarah <laughs> knew. Sarah's got a better memory than you and I combined. <laughs> That's true. Um, <clears throat> she heard. Right, she so, saw the 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 we're talking hockey alarm go off. That's oh, that's maybe why that's she knew the, to check in. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, I just think it's like ridiculous that teams are still getting like some teams get a pass for this stuff and some teams don't get a pass for it. Like, I think it's ridiculous that, that, you know, professional athletes, you know, professional teams are not like fully vaccinated, you know, and that these outbreaks aren't happening. I look, I, am I being too controversial or is big going to boycott? There was COVID, there was COVID incident. At my Thanksgiving dinner this week, did the, did the turkey have COVID? Turkey had COVID. My family all vaccinated. I got the rooster booster. No one has COVID. It's all. I mean, I don't know. 
do you and you didn't have any symptoms nothing nobody everybody good no my family all vaccinated we're fine this is what I'm COVID saying. was was in my domicile right see I'm this is what I'm talking about yeah anyway uh okay so on to the Phillies big move this week you mean cutting Roman Quinn you don't talk about it. <laughs> Uh yeah, what we avoided arbitration with Sir Anthony Dominguez. Yeah, woohoo. Um well is he even healthy? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna play. So uh, he, all right. A lot How of players are coming off the board. A lot of players are coming off the board. A lot of players are signing big contracts. December 2nd, potential lockout starts. No free agency can happen. So basically, while, these guys are getting in while they can a, before agreement. the rules might change. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's what it is. Trying to get big money before who knows what's going to happen? Salary cap, salary floor. What we don't know, know what's going to happen. Um, that's why I'm glad but, we signed JT when we did. Well, you know, a lot of teams are going crazy, right? Like a team like the Mets feel a lot of pressure. To make splashes. A lot of stuff they tried last year didn't work. Didn't work. Um, and they spent a lot, a lot, a lot of money this offseason for some old dudes. And they're gonna have those guys for a long time. Well, the Scherzer deal is what three years. Oh, uh, see, I thought it was five, but uh <clears throat> but Scherzer's already what? He's what, 35, 36? Yeah, well, it's three. He'll go to thirty-nine, I think, under okay. under this deal. I don't know. To me, it feels like I don't know. How to many me, it, more it, years it like last really... year? Scherzer got in him. Well, you know, he might have three years, but he certainly didn't look like he had much gas left in the tank in the postseason. Right. Um. To me, I, I don't know. I'm not getting hype about. Scherzer going off the board, Starling Marte going off the board, Mark Canna going off the board. Yeah, these were center field options. Um, you know, Buxton stayed with with the Twins. I never thought that Buxton was going to be available. I mean, honestly. look, the guy's play. He hasn't played a hundred game season. Uh, you know, and he was not a, He was not even a real free agent. I get we have the need. Like I get we have the need. But it's got to be the right fit. It can't just be like it can't just be anybody. some other guy. It can't be anybody. Um, We've dealt with anybody. We had a whole oh yeah here we go. Of anybody. Thanks, thanks, Stephen. Power pitcher, Mets medical staff, thirty-eight year old this year. What could possibly go wrong? I yeah, mean, look what they did to Syndergaard. Look what they did to Degrom. Look what they did to Harvey. All um, these guys have gone on to have better years outside of that organization. I mean, and Mets are going to Met, right? Like, that's what we always say. And it's just like, I, I feel like, I actually feel like Scherzer signing there signifies the end of his career. But, you know, maybe. You know, and honestly, a guy like Scherzer, it, it's not that, maybe this is a strange way to sort of look at it. Like, Scherzer is not a commodity we haven't been already dealing with. We already have been dealing with him out of out of Washington. This is not some new phenomenon that we haven't had to deal with having to see Max Scherzer. We've had games where we've played where we've hit against Max Scherzer. 
So and off, I mean, I don't want to make this about like, oh my gosh, I'm so like worried about the Mets. We're going to spend 15 minutes talking about the Mets, but I'm not stressed out about, they still have no offense. No. Their offense is still terrible. Look, they, they, they literally kind of hit like 230 July, last year. So I'm not worried about the fastball. That's what the Mets offense was in July. <laughs> it was a team that was unable to hit a fastball. Right. They're going to have their moments, but ultimately they're just not going to put up the run support. Like how many games did DeGrom lose where he gave up one run? Right. Because you know, like I mean, their best offensive piece gonna... hits like what? 230? 214? Yeah. I mean, and Scherzer used to pitch it for like a pretty stacked Nationals team, pretty stacked Dodgers team. Oh, uh, it's just going to be a different story in New York where you're really going to be under a lot of pressure for most of the innings that you pitch. Yeah, Scherzer and DeGrom are going to give up very few runs and they're going to lose a lot of games. All right, so enough about the Mets. Let's talk about what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Are you so, Wait, before we talk about what we're going to do, yeah. are you really as broken up as everybody else is about losing Hector Neris? A little bit. Really? A little bit. I I felt like he was used effectively down the stretch. We finally found like a home for him in like seventh or eighth inning, probably more preferably in the seventh inning. Um, I felt like he fell into a groove and like if he wasn't on this team for all those years, let's say he was, let's say he was a, a, a Kansas city Royal with his same numbers and he became a free agent this year. We'd be excited to buy him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, m- my only thing is, if you don't have him on the team, you're not tempted to have him close games. <laughs> well, you could do worse, maybe. <laughs> well, and we did. <laughs> um, so, you know, I don't. am I broken up about it? A little bit. You're not? You're like, see ya? I didn't expect him to resign. I just, I just didn't see the Phillies. I, I knew that he was going to get paid, and I just didn't think the Phillies were going to want to pay. I think that the Phillies believe they can do better, and I'm hopeful that the Phillies can do better. Uh... I think the Phillies need to spend that money on a real closer is what I'm, what I'm saying. Well, we need a closer. Um, Knubel is the talk. Uh, I would be okay with that. Yeah, so here's what we're going to do. Knubel. Is it Knubel? Knubel? I thought it was Knubel. But Knubel. Um, here's what we're we'll going to do. We'll find out when T-Mac has to start saying his name. <laughs> yeah, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get a corner outfielder, okay? This is what we're going to do. We're going to get a corner outfielder. They got their eye on uh, Schwarber and uh, Castellanos, right? Love both of those guys. I love both of them, too. I would like Schwarber only because it adds a left-handed bat that sort of extends that meat of the order. It gives Mm -hmm. you Harper and Schwarber from the left, and you have uh, Hoskins and Real Muto from the right. Gives you a really solid middle of the lineup. Um, but either way, I think both of them are a huge addition. Uh, uh, Castellanos just, I mean, he just rakes. 
Um, I think either one of them can play left field too. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that 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 move is something that can happen. And, and Schwarber's interesting too because he bats leadoff so much, and we really mm-hmm. don't have um, a, lead a leadoff off, hitter. Yeah. He just mashes in the leadoff for some reason. And you I know. mean, and if you if we do that, are you okay with sort of? An Adam Hazley or a Mickey Moniak or a whatever well, comes out of training no. camp guy so, in center. So no, it could be Hazley. Uh, you know, I don't know what his situation is now, but the interesting thing is the potential trade for Kiermaier. Hmm. What will Have we you be heard about that? Uh, Do they that? want a catcher? We got a lot of those. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, to pull off some of these moves. You know, um, you're gonna, yeah. You, you at least one trade is gonna have to happen, um, and then Kniebel a closer, and like that's an off season that I can kind of say, okay, we filled in not every hole, but you were you replaced slash upgraded McCutcheon, you found a solution for center field, and you you address the closer situation, um. And that's something I could say, okay, you know, we don't have, we didn't solve third base shortstop, what that's going to do. I mean, well, but Bones I mean, if, if, if we have, what's his name come up from the minors and he can yeah, play a Stott. better, yeah, if we have Stott come up from the minors and play a better defensive shortstop. Because at I, the end of the day, somebody from the farm system needs to come up and be a piece. Like it just has to happen. It's just, it, it, it just can't work without at least something from the farm system turning out to work and right now what we really need is defensive infielders we need good defensive infielders (laughs) purple hazley to get one (laughs) steve killing it tonight man yeah (laughs) so i mean that's what my hope is for the phillies that's what i think is going to happen but time is a ticking they got two days to make this happen or else who knows when it's going to – I mean, these free agents, too, probably want to get in, you know, but I think it's going to be crazy the next two days. I think tomorrow is probably going to be wild, uh, even more wild than, you know, what what we've seen so far. But I, yeah, I go think back you're to seeing a, a lot of guys that want to get in under the wire and know that they are under contract before you go into the great unknown. Yeah, I want to go into – so – uh agree with Steven that uh the Braves are still the team to chase down, not to the not the Mets. Absolutely. Um yeah, I mean obviously they're the World Series champs. They're gonna get they're the World Series champs that are gonna get year. people better. They're getting they're getting people back. They're well, getting they're gonna be better. So we Freeman is still yet to be determined. He's a free agent. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll see what happens there. I, I would think he's likely to resign. Um, oh, I haven't seen this yet. Uh, Freeman might uh, uh, from uh, Slinexy. Yeah, uh, good news for Phil's fans. Freeman might go to the Blue Jays. I haven't seen that one yet, but if that happens, um, that would be interesting. Yeah, I'll drive him to Toronto if, where's, if that's what he needs. Where's Vlad going to play? Well, that's a problem I'd like to have if I am. I mean, I guess he'd be DH. Well, that's but the other thing. Is if you go to an AL to team, you don't have to play every day. Yeah, it seems young to move him to DH, but um, or maybe Freeman could be the DH. I, 
and and it's not to say that they won't they won't just rotate which one plays first base every night yeah um yeah i think freeman's a better defensive first baseman than yeah i i think so too uh but yeah but i mean getting acuna back is I mean, like the biggest free agent signing the Braves could have after coming off of a World Series. And a, yeah, I mean, he's Series probably the best player. In, I mean, arguably at least <clears throat> the best player in baseball. Certainly top five. I mean, Austin Riley, you have to think, is going to be a, an MVP candidate uh, mm-hmm. entering into the season coming off of the year he had uh, last year. They're just, difficult, they're just a difficult team to deal with because they're built correctly through um, both – free agents, trades, and farm system, and international scouting. And that's <laughs> uh, it's, it's a bitch, man, to deal with teams that are, you know, built correctly like that. They they tend to last or then hang around for a while, I guess, just ask every yeah, team. You kind of wish they were all they the, Mets, the Cardinals. You, know? you yeah. really wish that they would make those sorts of mistakes. You know, I mean, you know, the Mets are kind of <laughs> – like us they like fuck around and then they like try to spend a bunch of money and then they miss and you know it just doesn't work out but who knows i mean the uh, the other good thing is like you know the nationals should be really terrible next year again so we'll have the marlins and the nationals uh being really bad it could help our wild card chances so uh, i mean we're two days out i don't know if you you i think you heard some of the reports that uh, apparently the was it today's meeting about um, the labor situation was over under thirty yeah, minutes in and out. N- real Nightingale, fast. yeah, Bob Nightingale reported something like, "Uh oh, the the labor meeting only lasted thirty minutes today." Not a good sign. And what is your take on that? I mean, you've been watching. We've all watched these sorts of situations for a long time. We all remember the the various hockey lockouts, NBA lockouts you know, the, the, the labor situations with baseball that's been sort of going on our entire lives. Do you think that a quick meeting today certainly bodes poorly for the chances that this gets resolved soon? Um, do you see it stretching out into the season? Like put on your prognosticators hat and what, where, I mean, where do you see this? Where do you see this all I shaking mean, out? Yeah, I mean, I uh... something has to happen. Baseball is broken. We know this, but what is it that they're going to be able to do and get past the and come to some sort of agreement on? It seems like it's 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 an yeah, impossible did, um, thing to agree upon. What did a friend of the pod, uh, Tim, tell us earlier today? Like Max Scherzer's contract, uh, like Max Scherzer's going to earn more than like three small market teams. Yeah, um, entire certainly payrolls. more than the Pirates, who I think don't spend over fifty million dollars. So. Look, because I mean, the they, philosophy is if you're going to be bad, you might as well be bad and not spend money. You know, what is the point in being bad and spending 110 million dollars? The players need to get a floor put in. Um, I agree with that. As a fan, I would like a floor put in because it'll just make these teams more competitive. I mean, to have these doormat, these divisional doormats that are still getting money from revenue sharing and luxury taxes and things like that is absolutely egregious that they're not being cycled back into their team 
to try to create a more competitive balance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if there's going to be a, a hard cap at the top, then there has to be. Well, I don't know that there will be a hard cap at the top, to be honest. It seems to me that the luxury tax is sort of enough, in my opinion. The, the teams need teams to be forced really to use it, it are teams like, that are trying truly to to win that year. I mean, you should have yeah. like an $80 million, $70 million floor, something like that. And any money that you get from luxury tax, you have to spend it on the team. Right. You know, I don't know. You know, I'm not going to claim to know the ins and outs of all this stuff. To me, it sounds like it sounds bad. It sounds bad that the meeting was only a half. I don't know. A half hour may is kind of a long time, though, too. It could be like, okay, well, let's. I mean, maybe the meeting was let's start off like where we what do we want? Like right. where the players say, okay, we want uh, a cap and the you know and a. Do you floor. really think the players want a cap? No, well, no. The the players might say, okay, we want a floor, and then the 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 owners say, sure. okay, we want a cap, and then it goes, you know. <laughs> Do you think that there's also yeah. any of these? I'll settle for robot umps over damn. <laughs> and that was my uh, other question: is Do you think that there is some maybe that's part of it too? Competitive issues that are going to come into play here. You know, they've already sort of didn't they already scrap the idea of that second base in over uh, in overtime in extra innings? Uh, didn't that already go back to the cutting floor? Well, that's floor? I mean that is done. That is done. Like, I, see, I, I, I had just gotten used to that. I, I mean, maybe the players like, are like, "Hey, we want a D, we want a DH in the National League." You know, I, there's all kinds of stuff that they could just say, "Okay, well, now that we, you know, we know where each side is coming from, we'll go back and work up a proposal." Like, you don't know what happened in the meeting. It, you know, it doesn't. I, like, I don't know what the tenor of this not good sign is. I mean, they're not going to walk out of a half hour meeting with a deal. No. Or they're not going to walk out of the first meeting with a deal, and they're not even going to – in the first meeting, you're not going to compromise your position in a negotiation anyway. So Right, the, and to a certain degree, you don't need to compromise your position this year. You there's know. going to be a time – yeah, there's going to be a period of time after December 2nd where there is not a collective bargaining agreement. It doesn't mean that they're on strike yet – you know, it, you know, when things start creeping into February, okay, now we got to, now we got to worry about some stuff because, uh, well, the season's going to be delayed or the season could be delayed because of, you know, spring training being, you know, now, it could be players that aren't signed. So there may need to be a, um, a signing window or something opened up, um, but I think that's why you're seeing the frenzy I don't know. that you I'm are. I'm not panicking yet. There are some guys that just don't like the uncertainty of, you know, what what if I can't sign, you know, this year? Look, let me let me just say one goddamn thing to Major League Baseball. I had tickets for Phillies Angels in 2020, and COVID trashed that. I have Phillies Angels tickets for 2022. There better be a damn season, and those games better be played because I need. My to God, see the Dave Angels wants to see play. Mike Trout and Shohei. I, he needs listen, to be able to do all it. All my kids want is to see Shohei and Mike Trout. <laughs> and if not, I'm going to Baltimore or something to go see them play. <laughs> Thankfully, there's an, at least some driving distance to um, American League places that we can sort of make that happen. 
No. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, and I've told this, I think I've said this on the, on the pod before one of my, my both best and worst sports memories are all sort of tied up in the same thing. Um, one of the best seats I ever had at a baseball game as a kid was that game in 1994. Um, I believe it was against the Padres or maybe it was against the Dodgers. Um, and uh, I remember walking out of the stadium, out of the vet, after a Phillies win. Uh, One of the and the season they was got over. that year. The season was over. The Expos the won the last World game? Series. Ken Griffey Jr. would have broke the single-season home run record. Stop. Somebody else was in line to, to bat 400. All of that never happened. I love how we like seriously romanticize about the 1994 season, like what could have been. It was like it's the, only, the, the only, Expos were going to win the World <laughs> Series. The only thing that was great was that the uh, the Phillies got to be the reigning <laughs> NL champs for an extra year. On that note, we will uh, we will remain the uh, the reigning podcast champs for yet another week uh, until we're back next Tuesday after uh, we get to recap a weekend where. See what the Union do in their Eastern Conference Finals. We'll see what the Eagles do against the Mighty Jets. Oh, by the way, those games overlap. Are you going to stick with the Birds? Or are you switching over to the? Well, you might be at the Union game. If it's if if it's in if the Union are playing in Philadelphia, I'm going to be. I'll be in Chester. So. Uh, I'm trying Somebody to will just do. update me on on how Eagles Jets goes. I might wind up just recording the end of that Eagles game and just switch over and watch the Union. I'm hoping that the Eagles have already put the the Jets in a body bag. That's not going to be the case, dude. <laughs> so no, yeah, we'll but, see what happens. Honestly, I'm gonna. I will. I mean, I am fully, fully, fully committed to the Union run. Um, I know you are, I'm, man. I I, am I love be, it. I'll be there at kickoff. So, so are you gonna are you gonna sign up and be a like son of Ben? I don't know. I I I think I just sort of like being, you know, me right now. I don't know that I'm ready, <laughs> ready, ready, you know. I don't know that I'm quite ready to commit to any sort of relationship, you know. Well, I'm going on like... that crap with you. If you want to make a commitment to the union, I'll, I'll go in on that with you. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I I definitely think that we should take a, a pod field trip and go to a union game collectively next year it's union. so much fun union union and uh right. yeah and you've taken your 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 boys yeah. down they like it right yeah it's good family fun yeah we can all go there's not a bad as long as you're not on that place. river and you're good family fun territory um uh, yeah no i don't know about that but <laughs> uh yeah and so and we'll have uh you know we'll know what the phillies will have done uh by uh by next tuesday also so uh, yeah, should be a good, should be a good hoot nanny time. Um, so we'll be back next Tuesday. Uh, and this is your weekly reminder. If you haven't done so already, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Potadelphia. If you have any more time in your podcast listening day, be sure to check out the whip around uh for all the oh, week's nice. uh right. weird news uh and also be sure to check out the painted lines on uh, youtube for wall-to-wall philly sports coverage and also check out the philly sports alliance on uh on facebook for yet even more philly sports coverage um until we meet again have a great day at work everybody we are out of here